just do things for social media likes. And sometimes I wonder if things are done with the intention and the hope that it will go viral. And sometimes I think things are done just to get some likes or some sympathy with no anticipation that this is going to blow up and people are all going to be looking at you crazy. Hmm. Within the past week, a young lady did a video, which I think started out on TikTok, but because it blew up so much, it ended up on several gossip sites trending. Her video was done where she's walking around her house showing you that there's nothing in there. She alleges that she got wiped out by her soon-to-be ex-husband while she was on a business trip. Now, in this video, she makes it seem that everything was fine, they were good, she went on a business trip to Vegas for a week. And while she was gone, he took everything. I mean everything. She does this little video and she's walking through showing you all these empty rooms and the only thing she actually alleges that was left was all of her jewelry that she sells is in one room which I'm assuming means that's the convention she was at since I know the paparazzi convention was just recently held in Vegas and the only thing he left in the closet was her bridal gown her wedding gown according to her story. Well, said story goes viral. There are people who are feeling sympathetic and concerned for her and wishing her well and encouraging her that this time next year she will have made a massive comeback. Don't worry about it and that kind of thing. But then there's the flip side of all the people asking her, well, what did you do to make this man do this to you? And apparently a lot of the negative comments kind of bother her because I did see she did a video where she responds upset with the people who are somehow making this her fault. Now, when I saw the initial video, I felt pretty bad for her. But because the video went so viral, the husband allegedly decided to respond. I say allegedly because we don't actually know for sure the last time I checked if this really is the husband. But someone claiming to be the husband contacted some of these blog sites and gave his side of the story. And according to him, she was not blindsided. She was very well aware that the two of them had decided to go their separate ways. The only thing he did differently was move out sooner than they had discussed because he just didn't want to deal with any more of the drama. Now, true enough, there's always two sides to every story and then that third side that's probably more the truth, but who knows? In this instance, which one of them is telling the truth of what really went down? But it goes to show you that Sticking things out there, whether it's trying to get the likes or the sympathy or whatever, 
can definitely backfire. Because regardless to the platforms you feel you can reach, you have to remember that other person has the exact same platforms. So they can see it all just like you can. They can say it all. Because in her original story, she alleged that he blocked her on all platforms and all means of contact. So she had no way of contacting him to figure out why he did this. Hmm. I guess we will never know who was really telling the truth here. Did you read the article that came out with Amazon? I don't remember who wrote this article, but I do have a small Amazon problem. I admit that. But there is an article floating around that is alleging a bunch of issues have arisen from third-party sellers on Amazon. If you don't really pay very close attention, you've probably bought from third-party sellers at some point without realizing it. Because sometimes it's directly coming from Amazon, sometimes it's not. Took me a while to even realize that as a seller myself, you actually have the option to get on Amazon and sell your products yourself. And it'll just go through Amazon's website. Well, apparently, some customers are making accusations that they left negative reviews on some products that they purchased through third-party sellers of Amazon. These sellers are now finding a way to track them down via email. Don't worry, not showing up at their house, at least not yet. And they are writing them and trying to get them to change their review or remove their review. A couple of people even claim the seller offered them refunds, offered them refunds that were more than the original price. They offered to replace the items. They did all kinds of things all to try to get them to remove the negative review. Now, someone did reach out to Amazon and supposedly they were told Amazon does not give our emails to these third-party sellers. So somebody is not telling the truth because how are they getting our contact info if they're not getting it from you? And what kind of business owner are you when you're contacting people and basically harassing them to change their honest opinion of whatever your product was. Because I know that I write reviews and I usually only write them if I really like a product, but there have been times when I have said something and for instance, I bought some coffee creamer and didn't realize at first that the coffee creamer was expired. Not only was it expired, it was expired prior to my delivery date. And I tried to write a review to that and it kept getting censored, I guess is the word, because I kept getting this little message that said my review went against community guidelines. And I tried to appeal that because I had no idea what community guidelines you're referring to. I'm simply showing a picture with the expiration date and showing you the screenshot of the delivery date to show you that this was expired before I even received it. But whatever. 
My point is, I definitely would not have wanted to be harassed by the seller because in that case, it was a third-party seller. I don't want you bugging me. And I see one customer is showing and saying that the person sent them the message and basically tried to low-key threaten them by saying they would continue to send the message because if they didn't remove it, they were going to assume they hadn't seen their message. What? That's not what that means. That means I don't want to remove my comment. So you can't threaten to harass people. That particular customer finally had to contact Amazon directly to make them stop sending her emails over and over. I don't know what's happening, but I certainly hope Amazon gets a hold of this shit and fixes it. Because I may have a small Amazon problem that I really don't want to fix right now. And have y'all seen... I guess you have seen. There's no way to avoid all of the freaking updates of Ben and Jen being back together. It's fine. Yeah, we get it. But my concern is this. Considering how much time Jennifer was with A-Rod and the quick turnaround time of her getting back with Ben, very publicly back, and jumping from thing to thing until they're now reports that they're house hunting. My immediate question, and I know I can't be the only one, is what the hell did A-Rod do? Because, you know, as women, normally if we have a breakup and we move on, unlike men, we don't normally do it so quickly and publicly. We give you a little grace. But if you're doing it that quickly, that publicly, all it does is make me think A-Rod really fucked up. He had to have really done something. And I distinctly recall lots and lots of allegations before their breakup about him cheating and them trying to work past it. This whole situation makes me think that's exactly what happened. Because otherwise... I don't think she'd be quite so in a rush. It's like she immediately got back with Ben. They were immediately being pictured everywhere with lots of PDA. And while on his end, it may be very genuine. He probably never lost feelings for her. On her end, all I'm getting is FU vibes directed at Erod. Could be, I could be wrong. I really could. But I'm really feeling those vibes you give when you want to let him know you fucked up, you lost me, and this is what you lost. But we shall see. Now, won't we? Speaking of couples in, you know, the Hollywood limelight, can, I cannot be the only person who is so sick of seeing anything else pertaining to Erica and Safari. I'm so over it. You know, I don't think I ever really had any feelings for Safari one way or the other initially. I thought he was annoying, but no real feelings. But the more I see about this story, the more I dislike him. We get that you all were going through a pregnancy while you were also filing for divorce. We get that. But it almost seems like a lot of the things he does right now is just for publicity. 
you made a big stink about her not necessarily wanting to have you in the delivery room. Apparently, she finally gave in and let you in there because you took a picture with your new son. And then you did nothing. You posted a picture and then you ran off and vacationed and did all these videos and photos of you living it up while this child still had to stay in the hospital due to, I think, the child was born early or something and was in NICU. She's back and forth at the hospital and raising the other child you have together, which was already one reason you looked like a jackass. Let's just be honest. Then on top of that, you keep gallivanting everywhere, doing all these other things in between having things to say directed towards her. But then you want to get mad about the way she's behaving towards you. Pretty sure she's the only one who just had a baby and is dealing with all that comes with that. And as a man, you would not know what all that entails. The latest story is that apparently she destroyed like some shoes or something of his. And he's having this big blow up about how much money these shoes were. And apparently she admits that she did destroy some of his property because of his cheating. But she also shows copies of the money she sent to him to start replacing his shoes. Now, you know she better than most of us because if we would have destroyed anything, we were not going to pay for it. Now, I'm not one of those women I never have been that goes in and destroys your products, but I do know <laughs> quite a few women who will rip up some things, tear up them things. I have a cousin who has um, taken a butcher knife to quite a bit of a man's clothing. Yeah. And it's furniture, not I think about it. And I have a friend. I'm just going to say that so that the guilty are not acknowledged who has slashed some tires or done some things to some gas tanks. And yeah, she's done some damage. Not one of them has offered to pay for any of the damage they've done. And in both instances, it was because the men had cheated. Now, true enough, we only have... No, it's not true. We know that he's probably doing a lot of dirt safari because, yeah, whatever. But how many of us, let's be honest, in the midst of dealing with pregnancy hormones and then delivering a baby and all those hormones and then finding out that this idiot is gallivanting around with other women and doing whatever the hell he wants. You're lucky she stopped at just your shoes, don't you think? Because isn't she still in the same house that you two have together? Yeah, those shoes are not that big of a deal now, is it? The interesting thing about this whole thing is as much as he pursued the hell out of her only to act like such an ass once he had her makes us all very cautious about giving a man a chance that we were not initially interested in 
Because, you know, sometimes we do that thinking, oh, I'm putting him in the friend category and maybe I should give him a chance. I might regret it because he's trying so hard. Well, she did that and it turned out to be the biggest mistake she probably ever made outside of, you know, the only thing she probably got out of this is her children because I'm sure she doesn't regret that. On the other hand, she probably definitely regrets him. Who knows? Just to jump on to another thing really, really quickly. I meant to mention this last week and I completely forgot. I think I had just too many things I was trying to catch up on. I recently read a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Groggins. And I know a lot of people were already familiar with him. I had no idea who he was. Apparently, he is a Navy, well, he's a retired, but he was a Navy SEAL. And I think he went through Army Ranger training as well. One of the first or one of the only men to do both. But the book is really good. And if you're looking for something to make you get off your ass and really make the efforts necessary to go after the things you want in life full force, I recommend it. I really do. Um, so much so that before I'd even finished the book, I was calling people, I was sending people messages, I was recommending this book to more than one person. So much so that I originally bought the book in the hardcover. I went back later and downloaded the Audible version because I wanted to be able to also be reading when I was doing other things and couldn't just sit down with the book. And I'm glad I did because the Audible actually gives you additional insight because since he's part of the Audible process, he gives you a lot of inside stories that are not necessarily all included in the book. And one of those points is he gives this story, and I'm going to really butcher this, I know, because I don't remember the exact wording, but he's trying to give you the premise of the idea that so many of us let fear and so many things hold us back. What would happen if, say, we die, we go to heaven, we're sitting there, and when it's our turn to speak to God, he has this folder of all these things that we were supposed to achieve based on what he put in us. And he shows it to us and he asks us, this is what you were supposed to do. What happened? What answer are we going to have for the fact that we never met our full potential? So needless to say, I really love the book. And I even immediately ordered a copy and sent it to my oldest child to get someone else reading it and someone else. And now my brother's reading it. And I have several people really engaged in this book. There's even a freaking Facebook group of people who have read it and the things they're going after as they try to pursue everything. And the Facebook groups is just everyone supporting everyone and encouraging everyone as they do the damn thing. 
So, if you haven't read it, highly recommend it. You know, I'm always going to throw a book out there, nerdy or not. As a matter of fact, I just finished Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is also a good one, which just kind of goes into making better habits so that over time you become a better person. Because just like the things that are habit to you, like brushing your teeth or getting up at a certain time or whatever, if you can build in some of the things you also want to do just into your daily habits, it wouldn't be as hard to make yourself do them. For example, if you tell yourself, after I get off, I will do 10 push-ups or when I get up, I immediately will write in my journal before I shower. Just putting in positive habits in between the habits you already do by automatic function, you know? But anyway, I hope you all are having a fabulous week. And as usual, if you want to hit me up in any fashion, all of my social media info is listed on the podcast website. But until next time, have a good one.